The South Carolina House of Representatives has taken a step to make sure you have something fun to do on a Friday afternoon, like, I don't know, head to the track and lay a few dollars down. We have a list of books that have been surfaced in Lexington School District 2 that might grab your attention. The president and the vice president, I don't think they understand what Passover means or what a Christian is. And Nike has a new spokesperson all today on the Palmetto Family Matters show. And with that, we welcome you into the Thursday edition of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of the South Masters Carolina. The Masters Thursday edition? The Masters Thursday edition? The Holy Thursday Holy edition? Thursday, Maundy, is it Maundy Thursday? I thought that was only during Mardi Gras. Uh, okay, never mind. See, I think I'm it's out. only during Mardi Gras. I'm, I'm out already. Because I almost I said know. that, but I, I think, don't know. Uh, it's uh, fine. Yeah. It's Holy sorry, Thursday. Sorry for all of you that... That do know. Just got offended uh, by that. I apologize. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mitch Prosser's here. I'm apt to offend. <laughs> Mitch, uh, Mitch Prosser is here. Uh, we are all apt to offend on this program, yeah. as we have found in recent weeks, months, and years. First today, we stay local with a few stories. House Bill 3514. If you are on our email list, if you are on our newsletter list, if you are on our website, if you have our app with push notifications, if you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you saw our statement yesterday Mm -hmm. in regards to House Bill 3514, or as it is known, the SC Equine Advancement Advancement Act. Horses. We're going to advance horses. Nay, nay. South Carolina. No, I know. I. I uh, a. I, nay? I, yeah, they said We're advancing I. horses. 44. Yeah, 5444. Um, this, this bill, Mitch, as we said in our statement yesterday, opens up the door. Again, this is not full-scale sports betting. Right. But it does open the door. Yeah, and, and for people just to explain a little bit the legislative process as well as the maybe not necessarily the content of the bill, um, but oh, the way this bill could manifest itself later. Um, th- this bill did pass what's known as second reading last night, mm. which is generally uh, what's considered by most the most consequential vote uh, of a bill, and they'll have a third reading vote today. We call that perfunctory. Uh, so they'll have <laughs> they'll have that vote today, and like the vote count it. will probably be different. But Justin, correct my math here if I'm wrong. Fifty-four and forty-four is ninety-eight. Hold on, hold on. Ninety-eight. Sorry. I went. I went. Going, and I then went subtract to, that from a uh, hundred and twenty-four. I went. Um, I went to public school. Hold all right. So he's doing eight, the math nine, for me. And subtract that from what now? One hundred and twenty-four, because that's how many oh, members of the buddy. South Carolina House we oh, have, buddy. the okay, House so of Representatives. So you carry he's the carrying one. the zero. Hold on. Hold on. Got to. Got to. Oh, oh wait number. for it. All right. This so is he's old doing school math. math. If I showed your kids this, they'd be so confused. Yeah, they're used to. Twenty-six math. members did not vote. So twenty-six members. Yeah, that is didn't unofficial. Vote. Right. Only one percent of precincts reporting. Un- unofficial. We don't know why they didn't vote. Maybe they weren't in the chamber. They, I know a few bathroom. who had excused absences. Maybe a few took a walk. Maybe a few. Were, there were some cookies. I don't. There were cookies <laughs> in, the in the cookie, cookie room. room. Maybe a few were a little afraid to put their name on the record <clears> either side. I don't know. I don't once again, we don't know. I know for a fact that there were certain members that were not there at all Correct. yesterday. 
Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. You shouldn't. Because I don't know. But what I do know is 98 people voted on this. It did mm-hmm. pass second reading, 54 to 44. It will today on Thursday, April the 6th, get its third reading and will cross over to the Senate. We yes, aren't will. sure whether or not it will get a vote this uh, calendar year, this half of the legislative session or not. But this is what you need to know. You need to begin to call senators and encourage them to stop this because it will set up uh, paramutual gambling in South Carolina. And I thought the state had learned its lesson years and years and years ago when we finally put uh, the squash on gaming through video poker. It, for those of you that used to uh, see this kind of thing in, in the in gas your, stations, in the gas stations, we crushed that. And what we learned, we, there's a lot to learn from gambling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know sure. if you're if you've ever been to Vegas. I'll just say I have not. I haven't, but I have been on cruise ships. I have been in other places like uh, Atlantic City uh, where gambling is extremely prevalent. And just for the sake of this argument, I was in Washington, D.C. Last week, we stayed right beside Washington National Stadium. Uh, Go Braves. Yeah, took two of three. The stadium has Mm -hmm. an MGM bar. Next to it. Like, literally, like... In the stadium facility, there's mm-hmm. a gate there and whatnot, but it is can't built, be in the stadium. Built into one of the walls of the stadium, but it can't be in the stadium. It can't be in the stadium. So I don't know if there's a special entrance if, or exit. Hey, if anyone can work around rules, it's right. people in it, Washington. Well, that and uh, people who like gambling. That um, also, uh, not to disparage anyone. Uh, what that I will also. say is this. The statistics surrounding gambling and gaming, for those of you out there, <laughs> uh, are very alarming. The, are. the things that does the things gambling does to the family are extremely concerning. What and people are saying, well, it'll bring jobs. It's going to help horse racing and the equine industry of South Carolina. Okay, so help me out on that then, Mitch. Because uh, and and thank you to our friend Joe Bustos, state newspaper. Um. The equine industry, if I can find it, and I just lost it, uh, where he mentions the... Here it is. Lawmakers in recent years have studied the equine industry industry in the state and ways to help it grow. Last year, the equine industry had a $1.9 billion... With a B. With a B. Impact in South Carolina, and it employed more than 28,000 people. And that's that's great. That's all well and good. But 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 Representative Russell Ott, whose district actually runs right up against Mm -hmm. the one I'm in now, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. Um, He is the sponsor of this bill in the House. He wrote the bill in the House. Uh, There's a a companion bill Mm -hmm. in the Senate uh, written and and pushed by Senator Katrina Sheely of Lexington. He says that that we need to do more for the equine industry because it's so vital to make sure it's it's a productive and economically impactful industry. Well, I'm sorry. I believe we have a budget surplus. Well, not only that, but I think we're it, just on its face. And once again, I, I I don't know, and I'm trying to rack my brain right now, I don't know anybody who works in the equine industry, so I'm not disparaging you if that's your job. Awesome. I, I love horses. Uh, uh, we've got horses right near our house, and my kids love riding by and seeing the horses, and they pet them and uh, whatever. Uh, I sound like I'm hedging here. You're hedging. I, I might be hedging a little bit, but I will tell you this. But what's to stop it at horse racing? Nothing, because there's Nothing. a bill in the house right now 
that could come to a vote that would legalize all online sports gambling. So we could talk about minor league baseball, which is here in the state in three different locations that I'm aware of. Four, Four? if you count the Augusta uh, Green Jackets. Okay, that's right. They're here. Uh, the Pelicans still in Myrtle Beach. You got the Pelicans, the River Dogs, the Fireflies, the Drive, and if you count the Green Jackets, that's yeah, five. Yeah, that, because they are in North Augusta, SRP yeah. Stadium. So there are five. Braves, I'm sorry. Braves minor league they, affiliate. They, they employ... I would guess that all those, a couple thousand people, maybe, I don't know, with players. I, I with don't know. players, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so we've got that. We've got college college sports, college athletics. College sports, because again, this is going to go through FanDuel. This is going to go through DraftKings. Sure. So you could bet, as a state, uh, as a citizen of South Carolina, you could gamble on um, uh, the Gamecocks versus the Tigers. Don't do uh, it. Don't do it. Uh, you, <laughs> don't do a, that. A, a guy got shot. Yeah. Back when I was a child, a guy got shot because they bet on the game. He lost. He didn't pay up. His friend shot him. Don't do it. My point is, and Mitch, okay, so to your point, to your point. It's we're the about slippery this, this, slope argument. Which we can get into a slippery right, slope right. argument about plenty of things. The point that many will make is, well, this is already happening. We might as well get some money we off of it. We might as well profit off We might as well profit off it. Because this, all this does is filling the coffers of the state. I mean, I mean, uh, minimum state tax of ten percent on vendors' adjusted gross revenue. They'll then use that money to operate an equine commission and equine grants for the equine industry. So th- we are using something that, according to some studies, and we cited these in our statement yesterday on this, and you can find that on our Facebook page. Just scroll down a little bit. This video will continue playing. Mm-hmm. And you can read it. Anywhere from 6 to 8 million people in a given year will be diagnosed with anywhere from a minor to a severe gambling problem. Absolutely. It affects the family very uh, deeply, very negatively. Yeah. Um, it leads to other addictions. Uh, the, the, the statistics tell us this. Um, it leads to higher divorce rate and the... the um, the uh, press release, the statement we put out yesterday, that was included in that. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. does not affect the family positively. And for those that say it will bring more jobs to the state or anything like that, while that may be true initially, it doesn't necessarily always do that. And the other concern here is that rarely, if ever, do these equine facilities, these horse racing, let's just call it what it is, a track, Rarely, if ever, once gambling is introduced on site, does it stay a small time mom and pop local business, you know, local business kind of operation. Generally speaking, because I've I've lived in Delaware, uh, I, I have been to Florida once again, uh, Atlantic City. I, I've never been to uh, Churchill Downs in Kentucky, but I have driven through Lexington. I, I have seen Churchill Downs. I've never been there. Um, these places tend to grow a little bit once gaming is introduced. Gambling. You left off the B and the L. Sure. So if they grow, what would come with that? What would be uh, track adjacent? Could we be looking at casinos? I'm sorry, resort destinations, as I heard from my friends in the uh, state of Georgia, who are currently fighting this. Uh, could we be looking at I'll just call it what it is. Casinos? Could we be... And then what comes along with that? And we already have... Ooh, ooh, human trafficking. We already have a human trafficking problem in South Carolina. We already have a drug problem in South Carolina. And I'm not saying that if you go to a casino, you're guaranteed to... uh, Traffic somebody and and snort cocaine. But 
those ten, those behaviors and and dare I say, yeah, that's good. Spheres tend to intersect sure. with one another. Sure. So this is a deeply concerning problem. Oh, yeah. for families in the Palmetto State. So no no offense to anyone who works in the equine industry. Maybe there are other ways that we could help those people, whether they live in, in Camden or Aiken or, or North Augusta or Greenville or Spartanburg or wherever you live and have horses and work horses. I think there are other ways we could help other than Certainly. gaming. Certainly. So that's an update from the South Carolina State House. We <clears throat> go across the river. <clears throat> the river to... Lexington. Oh, I, I thought you were going back to Augusta for just a second. No, no. I, I've got the fever. It's Master's Week. Fever. Yeah, got the a fever. The only prescription is, is more green jackets. Uh, like so that. That's good. <clears throat> let's go to Lexington School District 2. <clears throat> oh, boy. Here we go. It's caught my attention last night because I am a product of Lexington School District Are 2. Are you a proud product of Lexington? I'm a product of Lexington School District 2. Okay. <clears throat> I... I live a stone's throw away from both the elementary school and middle school that I attended. Wow! I there's there's a, there's a right there's here. a there's like a wall there's like a wall. I I go on runs past. Literally, I could run past and look at the window where my first grade classroom. You was. walk your dog near the school. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, okay. My high school is a little bit further away, but it's in the same. I mean, it's right there. Now, the problem with public education in general right mm. now is that we're not demonizing the teachers or the students, really. Uh, it's just the simple fact that this is a, a way of indoctrination of students, and the way to do that is through the books they read. I want to bring your attention to three books that have been uh, brought to light. First, we go to this one, Self-Made Boys. You can find this one at Airport High School. In this remixed classic series, authors from marginalized backgrounds reinterpret classic works through their own cultural lens, subverting the overwhelming cis white male canon. Wait, like the way God created it? This YA reimagining of The Great Gatsby. Young adult, by the way. Here we go. Young adult. Here we go. Admittedly, young adult. Young adult. I think 13, 17, 13, 17. I, yeah, I could yeah. be wrong. So, so this is in the category of can be read in, in high schools, but mm -hmm. but I want you to... Nicholas Caraveo, this is New York City, 1922. We'll oh. get back to that in a second. Okay. Nicholas Caraveo, a 17-year-old transgender boy from Wisconsin in 1922, has no interest in the city's glamour. Going to New York is all about establishing himself as a young professional, which could set up his future and his life as a man and benefit his family. Wait. Hold on, time out. Yep. He's a biological woman. You said transgender man. Is that correct? Transgender boy. Transgender I don't know. Boy. Don't get caught He's up. He's a biological female. I would assume. Okay. Nick rents a small house in West Egg from his 18-year-old cousin Daisy. This is this is pretty on track with the story. Sure. So far, except for the whole transgender thing. Who lives in fashionable East Egg near her wealthy wealthy fiance Tom? And Nick is shocked to find that his cousin now goes by Daisy Faye, erasing all signs of her Latin heritage. So, 
That that's step number two. And now passes seemingly uh, seemingly is white. Nick's neighbor in West Egg is a mysterious young man named Jay Gatsby, mm. whose castle-like mansion is the stage for parties so extravagant that they both dazzle and terrify Nick. Seems I'm like the great. Where's okay? So where I'm I'm still waiting on the green light out in the ocean. I haven't seen it yet. At one of these parties, Nick t- learns that the spectacle is all meant to impress a girl from Jay Gatsby's past, and he learns something else. Jay is also transgender. As Nick is pulled deep into the glittery culture of decadence, he spends more time with Jay, aiming to help his new friend reconnect with his lost love. But Nick's feelings grow more complicated when he finds himself falling hard for Jay's openness, idealism, and unfounded faith in the American dream. The Great Gatsby, written by F. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Thank you. Yeah. Is one of the great novels in American history. It is a wonderful book. Really well done. We're willing to completely... And again, you have license as a creator to do whatever you want. That's fine. But you're telling me that in New York City in 1922, a farm boy from Wisconsin is transgender? You're also... Let's get back to the audience for just a second. And and once again, you have creative license and you can reimagine a story. I heard something the other day and and I'm not a huge fan of either. Well, I mean, The Lord of the Rings is pretty cool. HBO Max is apparently reimagining Harry Potter, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter might be a girl. Them for a new series, a new generation. I'm interested in how the Harry Potter thing is going to go too with J.K. Rowling. And and you know you can be a starving artist that produces sure. heaping piles of garbage, or you can do something that sells. And and I think the market determines that. It's the beauty of a free market society. However. Mm-hmm. The market for this, the intended audience for these kinds of books, because I know you're about to pull up another, is young, they are young people, young adults, some very young, which he's going to get to in just a second. Right. We need to understand, and I've got three boys, three boys. Mm-hmm. Um, they, your children and my children uh, are being targeted, your grandchildren are being targeted by this type of uh, art and we need to be aware that it's very clear and very apparent they're they're not writing the great Gatsby reimagined whatever the title was for adults for grown men and women whether they consider themselves transgender or whatever gender fluid or not right they're writing them for YA young adults right give us give us another one justin pumpkin oh dear pumpkin dumpling Mm. this year prom's a drag oh dear return to the beloved world of julie murphy's number one new york times best-selling dumpling now a popular netflix netflix feature film starring jennifer aniston um, in this po- joyful final companion novel about drag, prom, and embracing your inner queen, Waylon Russell Brewer is a fat, openly gay boy stuck in the small West Texas town of Clover City. His plan is to bide his time until he can graduate, move to Austin with his twin sister Clementine, and finally go full Waylon so that he can live as Julie the Hills are alive with the sound of music Andrew's truth. It's a lot of... I, there's a lot of nuance there that I there's a lot of nuance there that I don't quite understand. Well, he wants to be like Julia Andrews, but so but he he's a, does he identify as it? All right, I'm getting Waylon Russell Brewer is, is he's a male, okay, and he's fat and openly gay, okay. I don't know why right. fat matters. All right, so when Clementine deviates from their master plan right after Waylon gets dumped, he throws caution to the wind and creates an audition tape for his favorite TV drag show, Fiercest of Them All. 
What he doesn't count on is the tape getting accidentally shared with the entire school. As a result, Waylon is nominated for prom queen as a joke. Mm. Clementine's girlfriend. Now, Clementine, his sister, his sister's girlfriend, Hannah Perez, receives a joke nomination for prom king. So, oh, Waylon and Hannah decide there's only one thing to do, and that's run and leave high school with a bang. A very glittery bang. Along the way, Waylon discovers there's a lot more to running for prom court than just campaign posters, especially when he has to spend so much time with the very cute and infuriating prom, prom king nominee, Tucker Watson. All right. Let, let me, Airport High School. Let me just rip this apart because uh, we don't have a ton of time to spend on each one of these, but I'm just sure. going to make a broad sweeping assumption. If you are over the age of um, 21, uh-huh. you don't care about prom. That and I don't know if maybe... Well, you, you might, you, you if it was runner, your good old days. I was going to say, you're the, well, that's like 45. Um, sorry for those of you out there who Yikes. are still Just dreaming offending about everybody today. Yeah. Unless you are like the prom queen runner-up and still angry about it, or the sure. prom king runner-up and still bitter about it. Sure. Um, in, in which case, I'd say, Grow come up. see me and I'll tell you, get a life. Um, wow. Grow up. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you don't care about prom. It, it, you know, you there might be a story like, I <laughs> remember it kind of thing, but you don't care about I prom. Really, I don't really remember my own Once prom. again, I, I, it's been 10 years. I went to junior seniors. Uh, nice. I went to a Christian school. Um, I wish yeah. I did. So once yeah. again, audience and the target uh, marketing messaging target audience matters. They're not marketing this to a 28 year old. Anything. It mm-hmm. is meant for students in middle school who are dreaming about a prom and high school students who are preparing for a prom. Correct. Very clear, very obvious, and I'm not even going to get to the content of the book. Right. So, Too Bright to See is the final one. This I'm highlighting because it's available at Riverbank Elementary School. Say that one more time. Too Bright to See is a book available at Riverbank Elementary, Elementary School. school. Okay. So kindergarten Just making through, sure. Kindergarten through fifth grade, unless they've changed that. Um, it's important to know that in this book, a girl has an eerie old house in rural Vermont and a ghost is haunting bug, but as bug begins to untangle the mystery of who this ghost is and what they're trying to say and altogether different truth comes to light. And that is that young bug before starting middle school is, is transgender. So we have a spirit, a ghostly spirit who... Is or was? Is speaking to this girl. It's the summer before middle school, and 11-year-old Bug's best friend Moira has decided that the two of them should prepare for middle school. And in preparing for middle school, this Bug is haunted by this ghost. A truly and this ghost story. And this ghost is telling her that she's transgender. Just further is the ghost Joe the Biden? Confusion. Who knows? It, I, is he sniffing her hair? No. Stop. So these books should not be available to students, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not for book banning. When you say, no, we're not. When you say elementary school. Yes. You mean like in the elementary school or yes. like out in the parking in lot? In the library. In the library. As, uh, according to my sources. So a child could get this and bring it home. Yes. From like, check it out of the library or they could read it in class during yes. assigned reading time or their, for their reading log or whatever. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Once again. <laughs> We're not for book burning or book banning because I know someone out there is putting their conspiracy theory hat on right now saying we're going to dance around a burning pile of books. No. Target audience matters. Uh, Transgender 
Um, about ghost, to be middle, about to be middle schooler. Ghost middle schooler, and and you know I, I'm sure there's a tragic story in there, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say we shouldn't bully anyone. Period. Um, this this is targeted at children in an elementary school, whether they're in the third through the fifth grade or K through two. It's targeted at children who can't drive a car who can't cook supper by themselves I don't think who can't um who who can't fend for themselves they need to be what's this uh, word I'm looking for parented mm. they need to be parented well that seemed and i think it is behest it is the opportunity and the obligation it is the responsibility <coughs> of parents boy i'm getting awfully preachy today mm-hmm. to stand up for children once again, no book burning, no book banning. Seems heteronormative. Listen, if a target audience of a book shouldn't be hearing and seeing, sexuality for a child shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, children, whether gay. Period. Full stop, drop the mic. Gay, straight, lesbian, LGBTQIA2 plus minus ampersand division sign tilde. Let children be children. No child should be exposed to an overtly sexual environment or content at any point. I don't care who you it's are. It's almost as if we're doing it on purpose to drag this out in a way that people just get tired of it. And then all of a sudden it's normal for a six-year-old to have a gender identity crisis. Well, speaking of gender identity crises, let's go to the White House. Here we go. Um, if you remember last Monday, a Nashville school was the subject of a shooting by a transgender shooter. The Christian school was targeted by this shooter. The shooter killed six people, including three children. I want to draw your attention to something. Since this shooting, no one, no one at the White House has uttered the term Christian when regarding this shooting. Not a one. Find that to be important. It was at a Presbyterian Christian church. Correct. So, so okay. it would I mean I, I mean we can have the conversation about how this would play differently. Okay. Okay. President Biden though. Now this is because I believe that these people don't understand the Judeo-Christian worldview. President Biden tweets this is about Passover, Passover now. Okay. Tonight, Jewish communities in the United States and around the world will gather around the Seder table to celebrate Passover. To all those observing this festival of freedom, Jill and I wish you and your loved ones a happy Passover. Chag Shema. Great. Cool. I might have said that wrong. I only spent a week in Israel. <laughs> I didn't pick the, it up. He got the crash course in I, I, I got the crash course in how to say good morning and thank you. Um, Vice Pre- Booker Tov. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris whose husband is Jewish. Listen to the tone of these two, because I find it very interesting that he's like, he didn't write it, she didn't write this tweet. His is no, celebra- she wrote this tweet. His is celebratory. Listen to the tone of hers, and then just, just yeah. No, no, no. He wrote, no, she wrote hers. Okay. Passover teaches us about the journey from oppression to freedom. It reminds us that even in our most challenging moments, there's hope for renewal, liberation. To all those celebrating, Doug and I wish you a happy Passover. Chag Shemach. 
teach. She's got to teach everyone. She's got to be the uh, like the superior here. She and is the intellect. Listen, intellectually superior, and I need to teach you something. She's the intellect. Now, what's interesting is, and I, and I tweeted this. I want to go back and find oh, my dear. tweet because I don't want to get it wrong. He's quoting his own tweet. I'm quoting my own tweet because I feel it's important. I tweeted, I quoted her tweet and said, man, they really can't say God's protection and deliverance for his people, can they? Yeah, that, gotta leave that part out. So, and again, I'm not and pushing for one. what is the one, Passover a sign of? Of course, we understand the historicity of the Passover. And we see the prophetic imaging it's, it's of it. The ex, it leads to the exodus of bondage. Correct. And Jesus is the greater Egypt, Passover lamb. Wow, the perfect lamb is still to come. His name is... Christ, the firstborn child Jesus. of the Egyptians, was killed, and, and Jesus is the firstborn. For those born that didn't the, paint the blood over the door, correct? Interesting. Now, none of that is mentioned. No. Oh wow! Except by one politician that I found. Okay, who is former it? governor of South Carolina? Nikki Haley says the uh-huh. central Passover story is about God delivering the Jews from enslavement to freedom. It is a celebration of divine providence and goodness. Happy Passover. It's not hard. It's not hard to talk about God in public. It's just not. And yeah, these it is, and though. these people make it seem like it would be a cardinal sin for the good Catholic president to talk about Jesus at Passover or just to talk about the Old Testament. I'm going to get preachy again for just a second. It's hard to talk about God in public if he fits in a nice, neat little box that you can put over it's here. Hard, it's hard to talk about God in public if you don't believe in him. Well, uh, okay, you can go there. And I'm not saying that these people are atheists. I'm saying that no, they're not he, atheists. He is, he is a nice, neat, tidy character in their lives that they just put over here in a box and say, listen, that's private. No, pull him out. Yeah, That's yeah, personal. I, my my faith is personal and doesn't impact my politics. Once again, and I've said this twice now, that's a big pile of garbage. It yeah. really is to look at the God of the universe that way who has a redemptive story and, and the gospel is, I mean, we're on Thursday of Holy Week and the gospel is central to this time of year through the story of Easter. And yep. my goodness, if we're going to gloss over, I almost said Passover, <laughs> if we're going to gloss over the, yep. the, the narrative here, the story of all human history that Jesus gave his life so that people who were broken and in need of a Savior and his grace might go free, we're missing it. Whether you're the president of the United States, a hopeful, whether you're the vice president or Justin or me, you're missing it. You're missing the gospel in this opportunity. <laughs> but wait, there's I, more. I know we're running out of time. Here we go. And we're keeping you for a really long time here, but this is and and I feel like we talk about there's, this a lot. But let's a, go. Let's go inside. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna push my handy dandy button here. Let's go inside the Nike brand Nike. offices real quick. Is it Nike. Nike or Nike? Nike is. Does Richard Branson know what's going on? Yes, he does. Okay. Here's let's go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you inside to the Nike offices real quick. (laughs) Are they thinking? We need a new spokesperson. They're thinking. And if we need a new spokesperson for our women's brands of sports bras and leggings, well, no, we have Serena Williams. So let's replace the black woman who is an exceptional athlete and one of the greatest of her time with with a white man. A white male. A white man. Dylan Mulvaney is now the new spokeswoman. Man, 
I have a hard time saying man. I will say spokesperson. He, he, po- he is a, he is a he is a boy. He's a guy. Dylan Mulvaney man. is the new Ugh. spokesperson for Nike Women. Here on your screen, it's just twenty seconds. He's you a can handle it. Biological man. Biological man. Here's the uh, here's here's how he announced it. Can I come right out of that with an article from Bazaar? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, harpersbazaar.com. You know, that's how I spelled bazaar in a in a school spelling bee oh. because I went with the church bazaar. Sure, yeah. And it was wrong. I don't even know how Fifth to spell grade. it. Fifth All right. grade. All right. Just a year ago, uh, just a, a 13 months ago, yep. March 17th, 2022, Nike partners with 13 women athletes to bring equality to sports. Question. What? About the 13 women. Okay. Are all of them cis women? Appar- I, I don't know. I don't. Cis women means biological women. Does it? I thought. I thought that like if you're a were- cis, if you're a cis white male, then that means you were born a I male. I thought that they meant they were true to their sexual orientation. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe I, not. Actually, if that, in that definition, then no. May not be here. I'm just going to give you a few of them. Okay. Um, okay. The athletes who participated: Serena mm-hmm. Williams. I know her. Uh, Ada. Hegerberg, don't know her. Um, BB Vio, don't know her. Um, Shalane Flanagan, Angela Davis, Dina Asher Smith, Dana Castellanos. Uh, The name sounds familiar. Is that Nicholas Castellanos's relative? I don't know. High drive into right field. Um, It's four nothing. So, so (laughs) I I, I see, and and I don't know the. I literally do not know the makeup, but there's pictures. And as far as I can tell, the, all of these are biological females. Nike, just a year ago, announced 13 female athletes. Let me say that one more time. Female athletes. This this young man <laughs> nearly falls over trying to do some backwards run thing. And at I thought the end March Madness TikTok. was just we were having a crazy month. March, uh, March Madness lends to April craziness. Um, April, April showers, May flowers. We're just April apoplexy. April lunacy. Yeah, Um, trying to think of a word with an A. Bizarre dot com. Thirteen women athletes. Equality in sports. Nike. Thirteen months ago, and now Dylan Mulvaney. Not only is he on a can of beer, and he's he's. Talking about girls' purses and such. Oh, he's also a spokesperson for Tampax. He's also a spokesperson for EOS Shave Butter. He is also a spokesperson for Kate Spade. And now Nike Women's Athletic Wear. Because nothing says athletic like, and nothing says woman like Dylan Mulvaney. Let me just say this. I have known, I haven't known them, but I have seen some incredible athletes. Serena Williams, Roger Federer. Tiger Woods. Let's talk about let's talk about female athletes. Female, uh, Lindsey Vaughn. Yes, one of the best downhill skiers. No offense to Peekaboo Street of all time, and sure. Peekaboo was probably a a, a sport. Sure, I, I don't know. Well, if you wanted to get somebody with some intersectionality, there are plenty of tennis players, not named Serena Williams, <sighs> that are that are that are gay. That would have been perfectly fine to do this. And I, I don't care about Why? their sexuality. I don't care. But if you have a spokes 
woman for any brand. I, I just got a crazy idea out of, we'll call it left field. Wow. Use a woman. <laughs> Once again. This is this is like this is like the Braves using blooper to show off their kids' jersey sizes. Although he probably does wear a kid's jersey size over the thing. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, don't bring blooper into the this. point is no, the point is what woman? Like seriously. By the I way, not, blooper is the Braves mascot. I am not a woman. <laughs> Correct. Blow, blow your mind real Correct. quick. Correct. I'm not a woman. If you have a chance, go watch Matt Walsh talk to a transgender person at his most recent event. It was great. Um, I'm not a woman. But you're going to find me hard-pressed to find any woman that looks at that video that you saw of a man wearing a sports bra that's literally containing nothing. Stop. And leggings yes. that's actually... Stop. No woman's looking at that and saying, I feel you know what, fairly I represented. Want, yes, I feel very represented, and I want to buy this clothing. Like, no woman on maybe, earth believes maybe that. Maybe just like Bud Light, right? Bud Light, women aren't the target demographic. Who's the target demographic? It ain't men. They're broadening the base. <laughs> it ain't men. It's the, the one per, Okay, transgender folks make up roughly 1% of the population. Now, if we continue to indoctrinate children, those numbers are going to continue to rise Skyrocket. because they're just going to whatever willy-nilly, and then they're going to have tr- uh, procedures and treatments that are going to alter their future. So maybe they are targeting the 1%, and not, not the 1% like Bernie, but like the 1% of transgenders. Any chance I can get a Bernie in? We are so... We're so far gone. Remember, Woke Inc. always builds wokeness into the bottom line. So if they, listen, man, if you got to, I'm sorry. That was very Joe Biden. Come on, man. Come on. If you have to lose a few people along the way to, you know, streamline the process to help people better. Not a joke. Appreciate your corporate mantra. The the idea that you are all inclusive. You do it. And if a few soccer moms don't buy your leggings because a boy is wearing them now, so be it. If a few people, if a few uh, Joe six packs don't buy a case of Bud Light on the way home from a hard day at the plant, so be it. Because we've got to show the world that we mean business. And it's sad. It's sad. Once again, we're not picking on people who are suffering from gender dysphoria, who are truly searching and seeking and confused and, and, and troubled by all this. But when we are morphing our society and culture to fit the mold of the few, we've got to... We've got a serious Certainly, problem. Travis Tritt also bringing up... Oh, dear. Uh, hey, Travis Tritt. He's got rice cooking in the, the microwave. Man. He's the man. Uh, he's announced he's deleting all Anheuser-Busch products from his tour hospitality rider, which says a lot because he's a country music star. That's a lot <laughs> of beer. Lot That's of like 638 dogs. kegs well, per city. Country music earlier this week, if you didn't watch that one, country music, you know, Earl has to die, whoever... Jack, I- Jack Daniels has teamed up with RuPaul Drag. Right. In a small town Big Pride campaign. Jack question mark Daniels. Uh, Jill? Jill-ish? So, again, Jack? again, it's Woke Inc. continuing to do what they do. By the way, inside the House of Representatives yesterday, really quick before we get out of here, the, the House of Representatives did pass a measure 
in the House to prevent pensions in South Carolina from being subject to ESG investments. Yes. As we talked about on a previous podcast with a federal issue with Joe Biden, which he vetoed a bill coming out of Congress, the South Carolina House of Representatives decided to take some measures on their own to do that, and we appreciate that. We'll continue to monitor the push for woke craziness. Ridiculousness. It, it, it's been a heavy episode, and yeah, we're we're rounding out the episode here of the fastest growing, mm-hmm. uh, strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Pamela Family Matters. But we can't go anywhere without doing this first. It is Masters. It's it's Easter's week. Easter's week. Easter week. Easy for you to say. Yeah. It's also Masters week. Who's your pick? Who do you have? Come on. Come on. This is important. Hard-hitting, fast-breaking news. Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. You almost got me to say the line there, but I'm not. Tommy Fleetwood. My head says Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, my head says Scotty. My heart says Rory. Ooh, Rory. Rory McIlroy. Career Grand Slam. Rory McIlroy. I'll never forget when he fell apart on the 12th. That literally, I can see that shot on 12 in my head right now. So Masters Weekend is this weekend. Enjoy. Weekend. Enjoy. If you if you, if you you partake in the Masters stuff, and enjoy that. Easter Celebrate this week Savior. as well. Today, Thursday, April 6th at 11.14 a.m. in the year of our Lord 2023. Today is Holy Thursday. So if you have a chance, I'd encourage you maybe partake in a little communion uh, this evening or sometime today. And take that time to reflect Take that time to really take stock and inventory of what that means and what what Christ meant in sharing that last meal with his disciples. Of course, tomorrow is Good Friday. Reason why it's good. Um, enjoy enjoy those festivities if you have any any Easter egg hunts this weekend. All right. And then of course Easter Sunday. If you don't have a church. Find one, great time. Hey, listen, they're going to be visitors at every single church everywhere, so you're going to blend right in in your pastels. So get out there, enjoy Easter weekend, unplug from the news for a couple of days. I think that's what I'm going to do. The I only news only problem. news updates I need are from Augusta National and Hello, Truist friend. Park. It's the Braves host the Padres in a four-game series. <laughs> we might get one game in. We might get none in. We'll see. The weather's going to be a little rough this weekend. Thank you so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing, for sharing this podcast, this show, this show, not a podcast, with your friends. Five-star rating and review. That way we continue to bump up on search results. If you want to be a part of our newsletter, you can do that. PalmettaFamily.org. Give us your information. You can get in the alerts and updates and our weekly update and everything that's going on. known to mankind. Wow, that is lofty stuff. Palmetto Family Council app is where you can get all the alerts as well. we'll Better have than TikTok. Our, have all of our shows up there as well. You're right. We don't sell your information <laughs> to the Chinese. For Kevin Kaiello, Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next week on the fastest growing and strongest too early on that one conservative <sighs> podcast show in South Carolina. <laughs>